Okay, bonus episode for the top four grossing for adjusted for inflation. I would like to talk about an actor by the name of David Warner. David Warner in the movie Titanic plays the heavy. He plays uh, the fiance's bodyguard slash bruiser. And I love David Warner. And I love David Warner in this movie. Um, he does not play a large part, but I love him in this film. And I love him because he plays a bad guy, but at his core, as I watch him, I'm like, you're just doing your job. You are, are, are really just doing your job. And there's something about his performance and the way that he presents himself and the way that he talks where it's obvious that he's intelligent and it's obvious that he has some idea of what is going on past what other people are seeing. And I found it to be, for me, a little hidden gem in this film of a performance that I thought was really well done and, and very uh, thought out when it could have easily just been a throwaway, I'm going to play this guy uh, as just bad. Nibbly, weaselly. But, but instead, instead of being a brainless, you know, bruiser, he's kind of this crafty, intelligent fellow. He's got and, an accent, right? Mm, <laughs> right. That, that does not work against him at all. Um, but, you know... Um, and 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 a and could have been more evil and more cruel than he was, but he only goes. His moral dynamic for me was interesting because he only goes as far as his boss tells him to go. He never goes a step farther, and to me that was very interesting. And presumably he lives. We don't see that, but there's there's ample reason to assume that he does. Um, That's a question I, you like answered. Huh. That's a question I would like to have answered. Okay, well, you you uh, look up and see if the bruiser lived. Um, but I, I found his character to be, uh, for me, a bright spot of the film because he was, he's more interesting than the leads. Mm. Um, for I me, certainly. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He inhabited his part and there's something to be said. I mean, I've, I have seen that live on a stage before where there's a whole scene going on and there's one person in the, in the kind of background who's making a cup of tea yeah. you know, and they completely steal the scene. There, yeah. There's, you can, you can do that. And he absolutely does. And I love that you bring up that point because I feel like he, he is one of the people um, that kind of stole the show. There was just so mm -hmm. much presence from him. Also from, um, I forgot his name, Victor, maybe? Victor Garber. Yes. Uh, yes, does a great job. Of Titanic. And he has that really emotional part with Rose mm -hmm. that said. Um, Where he, so, sorry, um, that, that says, I'm sorry I didn't build you a stronger ship, Rose. Yeah. And like, that's really emotional. And yep. at a point where he knows he's going to die and he right. has accepted the weight that he's killed a lot of people. Right. And there's a, a moment where he takes out his pocket watch and adjusts the clock in front of him 
um, as the the boat is literally sinking around him, yeah. and he's just like, "Okay, got to make sure that clock is is just right." And um, what an interesting character and a great actor. I mean, both David Warner and Victor Garber, these kind of side players. Uh, you look at their resumes. You watch some of the other stuff that they've done. They're very talented, yeah. uh, but they they play these characters who are they're rarely the guy and the the leading man but they're always interesting to watch and and to james cameron's credit he has a lot of actors like that in this film who um are playing kind of these side characters but who are very talented um at that particular role i mean he has bill paxton in there which we know he likes to use bill paxton but um i think bill paxton is a very uh, gifted actor who again not a forefront guy but very good at what he does but did a good job at breaking the fourth wall in my opinion in this film and yes. like sorry but yeah um so so staying on the the titanic but you know one of my one of my very favorite scenes in the whole thing is when the people are standing in that room and they're it's presumably church and they're singing a hymn mm -hmm. all the rich people anyway right and um you know basically it's you know the 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 last uh line is those in peril on the sea that that mm -hmm. whole scene is very it's very uh movie story building for me foreshadowing yeah and it's uh and it's foreshadowing as well it just kind of ticks all those boxes i think it's very very interesting and i'm glad that it was put in the film I like it a lot. So is there anything redeeming to you from Avatar? Sigourney Weaver. I didn't like her at all in that film. <laughs> I, I, I am biased towards Sigourney Weaver. I, I really enjoy her as an actress and as a performer. I, I'm trying to think of a role that she's done where I, I can think of roles that she's done where I didn't like the movie, but I can't think of a role she's done where I didn't find something that she did to be interesting. I find it really interesting that we have this woman who is smoking cigarettes in, you know, whatever year of the future, <laughs> who is um, kind of coarse and kind of um, rough and, but is, is masking this gentler aspect of herself that comes out in certain moments uh, and almost comes out more, when she's in her avatar than when she is herself. I was just about to say that. I think that's a great point that you bring up, but maybe I can be swayed on my opinion. But for me, a lot of the time it was like, I felt like she had the script and I've got a, I've got a piece of paper in my hand right here. Right. Um, she had a script in front of her and she was like, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, wow, okay. Blah. Well, she is, uh, in large portions of the film, an exposition delivering machine, mm. which you could make the argument most of the people in the film are exposition <laughs> delivering machines. You could, in fact, make the point that the film itself is a piece of exposition. Hmm. Yeah. Not. Yeah. We did Um. I. I don't like. There are performances in there. Um. Oh gosh, and, and now that I'm trying to think of his name, uh, the fellow who plays the baddie of the film, the, the yeah. military guy. Military guy. But he's kind of yeah. like, 
like no name, kind of like generic. To me, it's definitely not the characters. That's not what the strength of the film is. However, when I watched this film, and like I said, it's been some years, I really, I think this is only the third time I've seen it. I saw it like one time, no, maybe just the second. I liked it much better this time than the last time I saw it. I fell asleep when I watched this. <laughs> I was like, oh, look, it's Dances with Wolves with blue people again. <laughs> Ooh, I love uh, that film. I'll watch that. And when and when you call your MacGuffin in Obtainium, like when your <laughs> writing is that lazy, when you literally cannot muster the effort to say, hey, perhaps we could come up with a technical name for whatever this stuff is on this planet that we like so much. Uh, no, let's just call it in Obtainium. Let's <laughs> let, let's not do that to ourselves. We we've got we got a lot of work to do, guys. I got a lot of green screens to like hang up in the room over there. I got some tennis balls I gotta put on sticks. I mean, I can't be bothered <laughs> to, to name this thing. Yeah, hop in my room. Let's just call it Inobtainium. Come on. Yeah. That, good. To your point, the writing is not the, the strong point. But I did like uh Zoe. Uh Aldana. Yeah. Oh, she's committed. Uh, and that shines through um, for sure. I like her in everything she does. Yeah, she's She's, uh, she's in some I fun think, films. Fun for I think she, much like Sigourney Weaver, I find that she um, she to me, she does not phone it in. She She chooses to exert effort even when she's presented with inferior material. Um, and that's admirable. There you go. So. All right, so our bonus was why we why we dislike it. <laughs> our our bonus was to to shine a light on Avatar a little bit. We didn't beat up on Avatar all that much during the the we main did. episode, so we we, we have to take a moment there, <laughs> take a mo and and let Avatar have its day. Um, <laughs> no sunlight under the the big tree, and <laughs> with all the spirits. Which was very uh, Pocahontas, and yeah, I, I, oh. I was bouncing back and forth between Avatar and Pocahontas the entire movie. Wait, you're telling me that this film liberally steals from other works? <laughs> oh gosh, <laughs> my goodness! It's it's like you've opened up a whole new world to me. A yeah, whole the, new world. I, I mean, this movie steals from Dances with Wolves. It steals from The Matrix. It steals from Pocahontas. Okay, what it's... movie doesn't steal from The Matrix? I mean, let's be serious here. Okay. <laughs> um, Matrix is brilliant. And I'm I'm going to take one last pot shot at this film. Okay. And I'm and I'm going to restrain myself after that. I do not like Sam Worthington. Uh, as a lead, the end. I'm yeah. He just he doesn't do he he doesn't do anything for me. He he is he seems very flat. He seems very. He needs to be helped by a lot of like other things around him. I, I agree. Not a leading man in our eyeball, but yes. maybe you had to use eyeballs in this episode. Thank goodness you got that in there. One set of eyeballs in every episode. I'm just saying, 
So there we go. With now with your open eyeballs, audience, go go tackle those those top four grossing films and uh, drop us a line. Tell or, us what or you don't. think about it. Maybe you have a differing, a dissenting point of view. Wait, uh, maybe before, like before we wrap up. Oh, I have I. I had never before watching Gone with the Wind ever heard of a man named Ashley. <laughs> and as a young man watching the film, I think that disconcerted me more about Ashley than anything else. I was like, dude, why why did they name you Ashley? What what's going on there? I was very young. But yeah, the it's name Ashley. That that kind of glued that character as kind of being a weaker right weaker man and therefore not a not a good foil for scarlet because yeah he's the raul of uh gone with the wind (laughs) and you had to bring a raul oh i i did boy i did from phantom of the opera Raul is fine he is fine (laughs) wow that's the best defense (laughs) he's he's fine all right he could be fine. <laughs> okay. Um, hidden uh, bit actor, side character in the first Star Wars film that you feel like deserves props. A side character in the first yes. Star Wars film? That you you are like, that is a performance. Who is a side was... character? Um, moments, though, I'm going to say, like, the first person that came into my brain was um, C-3PO just standing there. I, yeah. I mean, just, just like for iconography, I've said iconography, I don't know how many times in this episode. Um, I'm also at the bar, that whole scene where the guy with the, like the nose that's pushed up into his forehead and like, <laughs> bless him. He tries to get into a fight. Right. <laughs> and he gets his, um his arm severed. Yeah. That scene right there. And then Han Solo at the table, like, Phew. Greedo. Bad. I love I love that whole little bit right there that comes right to my brain. Greedo shot first, right? No. Han shot first, people. This is Han Solo we're talking about here. Like you better <laughs> leave that alone. That's Han Solo. Um I think for me, my hidden gems uh as side performances, Uncle Owen and Aunt Baru. Really? When they talk to him, they don't have hardly any screen time, especially little Aunt Baru. But like when they look at each other after he walks out after being all grumpy because they told him he has to stay on longer and like there's a knowledge there that i doubt the actors were were told oh by the way this is darth vader's son so you know really look at each other like this is something significant i i doubt that but yet they were able to kind of look at each other and you get the idea that these two characters know more than what they have told and uh i i i like that i think it's yeah i think that was a an interesting layer to the the performances that you know uh, i i would be interested to talk to those people and be like did you have an idea any idea that you were supposed to know more than what you were saying because we really got a sense of that plus that scene introduced the blue milk yes (laughs) delish again in star wars the last jedi which is kind of or do we? I see nothing after Return of the Jedi. <laughs> been a veil drawn over for me. We love Star Wars. <laughs> mm. We do. We do. 
Okay. Okay. Okay, bye.